0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the second part of our special Enneagram podcast. This is part two, and um, if you remember, last week we were talking about basically the whole introduction of this whole Enneagram thing. What the heck is it? What do all the numbers mean? Um, And we talked about that. We talked about the background behind it um, and uh, kind of briefly about what each number is. And also, we... Mentioned at, at the end of that first part that we're going to talk about on part two, the wings and what it means to be a wing. Ed wanted chicken wings. um, That just wasn't realistic. We couldn't have chicken wings for yeah. this podcast. But so.
1: honestly, we got to at least ask the question,
0: what's your favorite like wings? Favorite chicken wing. You like know, th- at Buffalo Wild Wings, they have these, uh, is it habanero honey? Ooh, is that what it is?
1: Habanero and honey. It was really good. I think They're awesome. well, they had our favorite ones at like um it's called Wingstop. Wingstop? Yeah. Yeah. They have these good like like garlic parmesan. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. dang, that sounds good. Yes. That sounds really good. Totally has to do
0: everything with our personalities. Nice. <laughs> they have another one at um at Buffalo Wild Wings. It's called Age what is it? Asian Zing, I believe. Mhm. Have you had that one? Yeah, that one's good too. Oh, that one is super good. Yeah. It's not really that spicy. It's just like a really sweet Zingy flavor. Hey, matches your personality. I meant
1: because I'm zingy. Yeah, you're you're an eight. You're a little bit spicy. Uh-huh. You know, hot, yeah, hot. Oh, headed. <laughs> Remind. This is no, that was okay. We could say that. <laughs> 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 hey, that was good. You're was zingy, a good dude. <laughs> Anyways, you're hot, but then you got the little fun side to you, uh, right? Headed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a good one. I like it. We're keeping that in there. That's good content right there. That's good podcast, man. Come on. So part 2 guys, we're talking about the wing today of the Enneagram, uh the wing numbers. What does it mean to be a wing? What is a wing even about? Um we're going to talk about that right now. So obviously um no one is 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 like one uh one personality type fully. There's not going to be like everything. And we talked about this part 1, you know. So I'm an 8. That doesn't mean that everything in an 8 is something that I relate with. And that's going to be the same for you guys too. Now again, repeating ourselves from, from the last episode, there's going to be a substantial amount of characteristics from the number that you are that stands out the most to you. Um, but again, that doesn't mean that everything is going to. So that's where the wings come in. Okay. Now, I mentioned earlier I'm an 8 wing 7. And now... Because I'm a wing seven, I, the the way I figured that out was there was a lot of parts about an eight that I'm like, well, yeah, that's, that's true. But, you know, I, I'm not in the sense, you know, I, it's not that I don't like to have fun. It's not that I just am hardened all the time. You know, there's still, I still like, I'm adventurous. I still like doing a bunch of fun stuff and I like hanging out with my friends and my family and, yeah. and being out in places like that and just having a good time. So I'm like, but that there's not a whole lot that of that that relates to an eight per se. So I'm like, well, all right, there's got to be more to this then. Yeah. You're zingy. I'm zingy. Yeah, I'm stinking a zing. I'm a zinger. Yeah. I don't know what that means. I hope it doesn't have another alternative meaning that's not good. I take it back. I'm not a zinger, just in case. Playing it safe here. But yeah, so I'm a wing seven, and and as we discussed in the in the part one of this whole thing, is sevens are spontaneous. They like to have fun. They like to. In a sense go with the flow. Um they don't like to miss out on a whole lot of things. And now here's the here's the downer part of this for me. Again, and I don't I don't want to sound like I'm hiding behind the bad characteristics of an because 'cause I'm really not, but there are times where if I'm being honest with myself where I can be a party poopa. Notice how I said that, like do you remember that video? (laughs) Jennifer's a potty poopa. Do you remember potty. that? <laughs> you have a good accent, man. I'm not hiding behind the the these negative characteristics of an eight, but there are times that you know we're together with our friends or whatever, and I just become kind of like a steamroller and just I can come again come across rude, blunt, whatever, abrasive, whatever you want to call that. And 99% of the time, it's not even something that's intentional. It's just how I talk. It's how I come across sometimes. Mm. And so that's the one bummer part. So the seven side of me wants to be with my friends and hang out with people, and and then the eight side of me, when I'm when I'm with my friends, it's like, well, sometimes I don't really want to hang out with you because you're kind of rude, <laughs> you know. So there's yeah, a balance between pooper. this. <laughs> I'm a patipupa. <potty> <laughs> so there's a balance between them, and and you'll find this to be true with you with your wing and with your your basic number and all that, and you'll say, and you'll see, you know, as you're going through this. Maybe you're reading the book. Maybe you bought that. Maybe you took the test online. You'll find that there are a lot of different things. Like I said at the beginning of this, there's a lot of different parts of different numbers that you'll relate to.
1: Can I give an example? Because I have the book right in front of me, guys. So the book, just so to kind of describe it, it's yellow and it's got words on it. No, it's <laughs> a yellow book. And in the inside, what he's describing as not every single description of that personality you will necessarily fall in line with. Like, right. For example, I'm looking at one, which again, I'm still on the journey. I might be a little bit of a perfectionist, but if I read some of them for, and it's titled this in the book, it says what it's like to be a one. Right. And it has literally, I'm not going to read all of them, but it has like 20 different like descriptions. So there's one is for ones that says people have told me I can be over overly critical and judgmental. Um, I beat myself up when I make mistakes. Details are important to me. And so if I read off the that list, some of them, I'm like, no, nah, it's not quite me. But I would say like details are important to me. Yeah. I think I just wanted to give that example. So when you're reading the book and like, what is he talking about? Like it's it's in that section where it says what it's like to be whatever personality number right. that is. And, it, and just because it has all 20 doesn't mean that you have to match up with all 20. Does
0: yeah. Does that make sense? That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, just as Ed was saying, that is totally true. So when you're, if you are reading the book, which I really, really do recommend, there's so it goes so in depth, even more so than the test. It, it's just awesome. But yeah, and as, if you are reading that, and as Ed was saying, you know, there's 20 of them on there, and I, I believe some of them have even more than 20, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. But you're not. Here's the reality: you're really not going to relate to every single one of those but that doesn't mean that that is not your number so if as you're discovering what your personality type is just know that that you're not going to relate to everything and just because you don't doesn't mean that's not your number right so um now here's the other important thing i want to say with that as we're talking about wings and and our main number it is so important that you figure out your main number Before you decide what your wing is. Right. And one more thing with the wings is you, so I'm an eight, right? I can't be a wing six, and I can't be a wing two or a wing one. Your wing is adjacent to either side of your basic number. Hmm. So, Ed, let's just say you're a four, for example. You can either be a wing three or a wing five. You can't be a wing one or a wing two it has to be one of the numbers on either side of that basic number does that make sense
1: yeah now again guys i'm i'm asking questions to taylor because i'm still in the process so is that because of what you talked about last time it has to do with like that base of 3 of those of those that's exactly areas right. of instinctiveness that's exactly feelings right. and
0: like thinking yep. okay okay and that's not sen- <clears throat> it's not the book or the test telling you that like no you're not allowed to be this number mm-hmm. again you're going to have Um, Traits and characteristics of a number that's not directly adjacent to your number that you will relate to Mm -hmm. but um, So i'm in the anger triad and i'm not going to be a full wing to Something in the fear triad. It's just it's not who I am as a person. Sure So it's not going to make sense to you Mm -hmm. For you to to label yourself (laughs) if we want to use that term as that So yeah, exactly what you said ed. So if if you're operating in the if your number is in the fear triad Mm-hmm. you're 100% certain i am uh, that you're going to be a wing of something else in that same triad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll find that too. Again, that's not me telling you or the test telling you that that you you are allowed to it won't even make sense for you to be a wing of a number that's not adjacent to that. Right. Right. Um <clears throat> and now i gave this example in the first one too in our first episode for this but now w- when you're talking about healthy, uh, I don't want to say lifestyles, healthy, um, gosh, I don't know how to put it. When we're talking about operating out of health um, or operating out of fear or operating out of stress, as the Enneagram puts it, you will resort to characteristics and tendencies of different numbers that are not your wing. Hmm. So that's when the other numbers of the full one through nine come in. Mm. So and again on the website Which is going to be linked in this description For this podcast it's going to have All of that information way in depth For you to read it because Reality is we can sit here till we're blue in the face Talking about all of this stuff and You will either tune out or um, It's just too much information And so mm-hmm. that's not what we want to do We don't want to give so much info that it's just hard to follow And understand Right. We just want to give you the the umbrella of this And then you can do the rest of that research on your own But if you go on the website, it'll say, um, if I remember correctly, so I mentioned my wife was a nine, she's a wing one, because she is definitely not a wing eight. Um, I believe, if I remember correctly, she goes in stress, she resorts to a three, and in health, I believe she resorts to the tendencies of a six, and you'll find that to be true with yourself as well. So like when I'm operating out of health, I resort to the healthy side of a two, which is... Um, and and when twos are operating out of health they love helping people they um they'll they'll give up their own time and schedule to help somebody else or to um go out of their own way to do something for someone mm-hmm. um that kind of thing so sure. when i'm operating out of health naturally that's where i resort to um and when i'm operating out of unhealth i'm just a I'm just a jerk. <laughs> I'm a jerk. I can kind of go, I go to a couple of different numbers, but um, one I th- I think of right off the bat is I very, very quickly can go, especially when I'm stressed out. I quickly resort to, I believe it's a five. Um, I just kind of curl up and not physically, of course, but I mentally speaking, I curl up and, mm-hmm. and put myself in a box in a closet and I lock the door and I don't talk about my feelings at all. Mm-hmm. And now that's how I grew up. So we talk about childhood in the first episode of this. I grew up with uh, with way too much conflict. Um, and I, I, I wasn't ever given the opportunity to express my feelings, to mm-hmm. express how angry I was or how hurt I was or whatever, fill in the blank there. Mm-hmm. I just, I wasn't given the chance to do that. That wasn't a part of my how I was allowed to operate as a kid yeah and so um it just that's yeah it's unfortunate and and I don't tell you that to oh pity Taylor you know you had a crappy childhood Mm -hmm. I don't say that to make you feel that way I say that because that all of this stuff has helped me become who I am to Mm -hmm. this day and when I first discovered the Enneagram and figured out what number I was and wing and all of that Everything from my childhood started to make so much sense as to why I act the way I act to this day Sure, so I have a very protective personality Um, ask my sisters (laughs) With their boyfriends and or husbands Um, And I don't do it on purpose. It's just a natural thing like I I do not open up. Here's the best way I can put this there's a very small small group of people We can call it the circle of trust if we want Mm. a very small group of people that I as an eight let in to my heart Mm. to that deep emotional level right a very small group of people there are probably I mean maybe maybe two friends Mm -hmm. in all honesty maybe two one for sure but maybe two friends that I have opened that side up to me um and i'm sorry open that side up to them about myself and obviously family is included in that but i'll say this even with most of my family i don't even do that Mm. and it's not even like an intentional thing it's just a it's it really is unintentional it's like that's how i operate Mm -hmm. like i don't know you i'm not going to tell you anything about my life Right see and even just hear myself say that I'm like dang that sounded rude <laughs> See, that's what I mean as an eight. I come across that way and it's not even my heart, but And it's not be being secretive. It's not being any of that it's just I don't have an easy time with that mm-hmm. And again It made sense once I started doing this because i'm like, oh duh my childhood caused that Sure, and that makes sense. And I do want to say this too. I don't want you guys to think that my dad's just a big jerk <laughs> 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 you know he went through his stuff when i was growing up and you know we had our differences and arguments and all of that and um if i'm being honest i i did not have a good childhood you know and i, I mean 97 98 of my childhood as far as what i remember is they're just bad memories i don't i don't have a whole lot of good memories at all mm-hmm and that's not all on my dad and, and my relationship with him that's i was i was just angry and, and a broken kid and so i i didn't really i didn't really have good times as a kid as far yeah. as what i can remember and saying that it, by the grace of god i was able to when natalie and i actually started doing premar- premarital counseling is when all of that stuff with my relationship and my dad came up Mm-hmm. came up from under the rug. So I talk about when I go to stress, I I go in a in my box and don't share my feelings and and everything. So for the past at the time when we were in premarital counseling for the past 20 years, 18 mm-hmm. 20 years somewhere in there, I had been brushing all of these emotions and everything I had to say for myself, brushing them right under the rug right. and putting a nice table on top with some, some decor on the coffee table, making it look all pretty and pretending like it was never there. Mm. So when we started this counseling together before we got married, all of that stuff came up. Wow. The rug was ripped from underneath the coffee table and then you see all my junk there, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just like, wow, he's a pretty messed up dude. Mm. And all of this stuff started to come up and that's really when I started this process of forgiving my dad. Mm-hmm. and um and the reason I say that is because I don't want you guys to think that I hate my dad and we have a terrible relationship at one point in my life I did very much hate my dad now I can honestly say and I'm happy to say that I love my dad very much and we have mm-hmm. a phenomenal relationship father and son and we're very close and um God worked on my dad's heart God worked on my heart and and the reason I tell all of this again is just to to kind of sum it up like I don't think, honestly, I don't think I would ever come to that realization if it were not for the prompting of this book, mm-hmm. The Road Back to You, which we mentioned in the first episode. Right. This journey of the Enneagram, I there's no way that I would have been able to forgive my dad. And obviously God did all of the work in my heart for me to get there. I understand that. But the prompting mm-hmm. for me to get there would not have been there if it weren't for the Enneagram. Yeah, because I I was really able to fully understand myself, right? Fully understand my anger, why I act the way I act, mm-hmm. and say the things I say, and so on. Right. So, um, and Ed, I wanna, I don't wanna talk the whole time, but I wanna open this up to you, open the mic up to you, and just I wanna hear about your thoughts behind this. I wanna hear about how it's going with you and figuring out the the path that you're on, the figuring out what number you are, all of that. So. Let's hear it.
1: Yeah, you know, I think it, it's fascinating what you're sharing, just your upbringing with your dad and just, you know, um, things that you've, have, you've had to work through and how the Enneagram has helped you. I think the key word I keep hearing here is kind of have a better understanding of why it exactly. is the the reasons you, you act the way you act or even in the beginnings of your marriage, right. you know, mm-hmm. maybe why... Again, I'm just going off of what you're sharing and that analogy of you know you you, get, you close your feelings up in a in a closet, mm-hmm. and maybe that's how in marriage you, you're communicating your feelings. was, oh, yeah. was that way? But it was. Yep. Um, I think it's fascinating to hear that that's that's kind of a a result of your upbringing, but the Enneagram kind of helps you understand. Oh, that's why I'm doing it this way. That's why I'm communicating this way. That's why I have a lack of communication, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think about that and, um, you know, Taylor, you and I have been talking and, and, yeah. um, and uh, I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable here because <laughs> the person that came to my mind as you're speaking about your dad and was my mom. And, uh, and in some senses, as you share that, I'm like, man, I'm a little bit afraid to look any further
0: mm.
1: because... Um, Look further in this into process. the enneagram and yeah. why I react the way I react because it brings up some feelings with uh, currently right now, my relationship with my mom and, mm-hmm. and, um, it, it's not, um, where I want it to be. And, and yet I know that if I don't take a little bit of courage and trust God in the process, even right. though. I feel like it's going to bring up some pain and Mm -hmm. it might even reveal some stuff Um, in, in basically just my relationship with my mom not being so great and how then I maybe, you know, relate to my wife who's another woman and then to my mother-in-law and just how that maybe broken relationship can affect things more if I don't take the time to understand. Mm-hmm. how, how it's making me, you know, act the way I act in my, you know, personality. And yeah, if that, any of that's m- making sense, that's the thing that kind of came to my Dude. mind when you're sharing that. I was like, Ooh, I don't know if I want that. Yeah. This could be, yep. this could be a tough one. And so I'm just, yeah, you're right. Just being real, man, that I'm like, okay,
0: mm-hmm. I see what you're doing, God. <laughs> yeah, no. And I, I can appreciate that. And, uh, Sorry I just got distracted I, My iPad is sitting right here And it just heard me say hey Siri <laughs> And so I was like oh no don't do anything It'll come through the mic No I, I totally understand that Ed And I. those were the same feelings I was having Except the difference was I didn't have them as a precursor to To stepping into this process I had them as I was already in the process I was like oh man this sucks mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about my, my life My childhood and So I get it It does bring up pain It does bring up your past and um, I'll say this. I mean, I just explained it. I I don't like to talk about my feelings and my past mm-hmm. because it was hard. Yeah. And you were talking about you're saying how you know you just said it straight up. I don't know if I want to to feel that hurt. It's basically what I'm hearing you say. Mm-hmm. And I'll say to that, I don't want that either for me i hate feeling that because my whole life i felt it but my the pastor who we were doing premarital counseling with um this was brought up via another personality test ironically enough um, about my relationship with my dad and the hurt and the the stuff there and how that would obviously be carried right directly into my marriage Mm -hmm. and with my relationship with my wife and and he said, I want you to do something for me and for you you and Natalia when you get married. And I go, oh, what? <laughs> and he goes, I want you to go home and I want you to get on your computer or write it out, whatever you need to do. And type up every single memory. Bad. Every bad memory. That's the, the point of this. Every single bad memory. That you've ever had that you can possibly remember between you and your father, mm. and he goes, and I want to have that letter by next week for our next meeting. You don't have to let me read it. You don't have to let your wife read it, but I just want you. I want to know that you actually did it. Mm. Obviously, I was like, uh, I don't want to do that at all, you know. And so I, I did not do that. It took me two more weeks to get to the point where I built up enough courage to even do that. Mm. And the the next two weeks we went back to those meetings, and he's like, so, did you do it? And I was like, no, I didn't do it. Next week after that, so, did you do it? No, no, I didn't do it yet, didn't mm. do it. And he just finally encouraged me again, and something was like, fine, I'll just, maybe it was me sick of being asked about <laughs> it. I'm like, if I just do it, then he won't ask me about it anymore, so. Right. That following week, that third week, I was like, "All right, fine. I'll just, I'll just do it." So I remember Natalia was at work. She was, uh, I believe, she was teaching in Loomis at the time, and we were, we lived in Roseville, so I knew I had some time to, uh, some time on my own to do this without any interruptions, sure. being able to be vulnerable without anybody else seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember sitting on my couch in our in our first apartment. We first, you know, I was living there by myself at the time. Um, Because we weren't married yet And so it was was just me But you know This is maybe a little too much detail But Natalia would always come over after work And we would hang out and do all this stuff So I knew I had some time Is what I'm trying to say Mm -hmm. So I was on the couch Typing up some stuff And um, and he I remember my counselor was like Just it doesn't matter what it says Or how it's worded Just type up your memories Right And obviously the point of this Is to get it out To Mm. stop holding on to it so much and so I, I just remember, I'll never forget this moment. As I'm typing this out, which, by the way, before I say this, I want to say I have told very, very few people this story, and now you just told thousands. And now there, it's out there for the thousands of our listeners there to, you go. to hear. So I'm like, well, cat's out of the bag. I need to grow anyway. So why <laughs> yeah. the heck not? Um, so this is a big step for me, is what I'm trying to say, because eights don't do well with this type of vulnerability. So. Mm. Um so I remember anyway I was sitting on the couch typing this stuff out and I remember at about 5 10 minutes in of typing up all these memories I start tearing up a little bit not mm-hmm. because I'm sad because I am so beyond angry I don't even know what else to do Mhm you know there's different levels of anger there's mm-hmm. I'm angry inside my I'm angry inside my mind now I'm angry physically now I'm slamming stuff and hitting stuff and then I think there's one more step after that. Mm-hmm. So angry that your body doesn't know what else to do other than to just break down and cry. Mm-hmm. That is to this day the most angry I've ever ever been in my mm-hmm. life. So I remember I was I was typing all this stuff out. I kid you not, Ed. This this whole thing was a good seven eight pages long. Wow. And and I remember like three quarters of the way through, I got to this point where Tears were strolling down my face and they they weren't stopping. I was so angry. Every letter I was hitting on the keyboard was just forceful and just slamming down my fingers as I'm mm-hmm. typing this and and I'm typing so fast just because I'm trying to get all these thoughts out as quick as I'm or type all these thoughts out as quick as I'm thinking them. And um and that was the moment where when I, I realized that God was God allowed that process in me, that anger to come out through tears and and that physical slamming my fingers down. I mean, I was literally slamming my fingers down on the computer. Mm. And I remember that was the beginning of the process of healing for me, the mm. beginning of that forgiveness process for me. And it never would have gotten to the point of true forgiveness if I were still to be holding on to all of those memories right obviously I still remember them yeah you know and I will never forget them sure ever because it's something that's tattooed on my in my memories of stuff that happened to me so never going to forget them but now when those memories come up it's not oh I hate you dad I hate you for all this stuff it's no dad I you know we went through this stuff together but but it's formed our relationship and Mm. I've grown because of it and so that was the really the first step for forgiveness for me, um, and then finally got to the point with through, through uh, the counseling and stuff like that. And yeah, you know, we went back to that next meeting. He's like, "So did you do it?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I did it." Right. And he goes, "How'd you feel?" I just I just remember I just said, angry. Mm. And he goes, "Did you let your wife read it?" And I said, "Yeah, <laughs> uh, my wife read it." So she read it, obviously she was crying and she felt sorry for me that I had to go through some stuff, but she was also happy that I, I did do that because mm-hmm. now I can let go of all this stuff. Right. So right. anyway, I, I tell that story just because um, it's a very pivotal part of my life and how I've, how I can forgive people now. And right. especially if, if I can forgive my dad, then I can forgive anybody. I would hope at least sure so yeah um, and like i said you know now we have a great relationship and it's it's awesome but mm-hmm. all of this and that main that's the main reason i was telling that is because you were saying you know you don't want that hurt to be brought up mm-hmm. i want to encourage you in that and encourage any other listeners as well that that's the point behind all of this right, right. the point is so that stuff gets brought up so you don't have to hold on to it anymore mm-hmm. and i realize that's kind of a cliche christian thing to say sometimes like oh just don't hold on to it anymore mm-hmm. just let it go yeah. Realize it's a lot harder than just doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a it's a lifelong process. Like I said, I still remember everything. Yeah, but I want to encourage you in that to take that step, it, take that step into that world, if we can call it that, of pain that's going to be brought up for you, mm-hmm. um, and that that hurt that's going to come up, and that anger and frustration, everything that comes with it, mm-hmm. because that is a big part of the process of figuring out who you are and helping yourself become a better person and become the more importantly, become the person fully that God has called you to be. And God has made you to be. Does that make sense? (laughs) It
1: does.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It does. Um,
1: No, I, I I appreciate it, man. Um, I think, uh, I see the value Mm -hmm. in it, you know, um, I see you know, and it's a powerful story you share, and I think what I see is the value is in understanding through a tool like this, like the Enneagram, just kind of the personality and how I was developed through through my upbringing and relationship with my mom or other people in my life, just how um just how basically uh that without understanding um we I won't be able to face those conflicts, yeah, in my life, um. You know, well, I, right. I, I'll right. always either be, you know, holding back or repressing mm-hmm. or, or even just ignoring, you yep. know. So, um. Man, uh, you said this episode is gonna be short, man. I hope it's really short. I know short, it's turned into a little longer. I huh? kid you not, man. I'm holding back as it is. Yeah. Um, just even as you shared and encouraging me, like this one's a tough one for me right now.
0: So, yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I hear you. And I know it's not an easy thing to talk about, you know, just, just the fact that they're your feelings alone, you know, it's not easy for anybody, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, especially me. So, but again, I, for you guys as listeners, if if you're in that boat, okay, if you're feeling like there's somebody in your life, whether that's family, a friend, a cousin, whatever, it doesn't matter. If there's somebody in your life that you need to forgive in that way, if there's somebody that's hurt you like that, um, I just I wanna tell you, don't just sweep it under the rug. It needs to be talked about obviously with grace and forgiveness and stuff there and understanding on for both ends but it's got to be talked about or else you will not grow as a person yourself you Mm -hmm. won't because anything comes up in your life that reminds you of a past thing that happened that reminds you of a, a phrase or a word that was said to you that really hurt you or of a circumstance anything like that comes up again all of those memories will come flooding back into your mind with the feelings of those memories as well mm-hmm. so i think that's the big healthy disconnect for me before those memories came back with the anger mm-hmm. and with the hate but now when they come back they're just they're empty memories something that i can see now is oh okay i've i can grow from that mm. you know anyway take that for what it's worth um so, Ed, I want to ask, do you have any numbers that you're leaning towards right now, as far as which one you are? <laughs> numbers.
1: I Yeah. Um, maybe because I'm not a number guy, I focused more on the um, <laughs> the title of the name, mm-hmm. but I'll, I'll give you the number, too, because I have the book in front of me. But um, kind of the three I kind of narrowed down, and uh still got to figure it out, but I got Type 1 um, in the book it labels it the perfectionist. Mm-hmm. I believe online it might have said it slightly different, but nevertheless, uh, type 1 has a perfectionist style. in the them.
0: reformer is what it's labeled as. So. Yeah,
1: so there's a slight difference between online and in the yeah. book, but it even says a reformer has a perfectionist side. so yep, exactly. so that matches up. but so um, a one which is a per- perfectionist reformer, and then the other one, as I was reading through the book, I also uh, kind of related to the number three, which was the performer, and then lastly, let's see if I have it here. I think it was um the seven, the enthusiast, because uh, everyone wants to hang out with someone who's fun. Heck yeah, yeah. I gotta have. I just, I just I'm just gonna pick that number, okay? Because I want it. <laughs> so, but uh, those are the three that kind of stood out to me. um, per se. Yep.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And that, you know, honestly, that might take you a a year to figure Mm -hmm. out who you are in, in regards to this, this assessment. I mean, I know you know who you are as a person, but I'm not um, sure if I'm Ed. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It might take you a while. You know there's people um, in my family actually that, that uh, have done this and that, that like it, love it just as much as I do. And it's take some of them. it, It took them a long time to figure it out. Yeah. Some of them were immediate, you know, Oh, I'm this and this. Mm-hmm. For sure, without a doubt, and uh one person in my family actually is still trying to figure that out mm-hmm. and it's been gosh about a year now, so yeah, it just takes a while, and it's, that's okay if it does,
1: and it seems like from what I'm gathering, <laughs> uh it's tied closely to your relationships, oh yes, and so Absolutely. I think the longer it takes and everyone's different to work through those relationships, it could be harder to either come to grips with some of these mm-hmm. um, or even just to you know acknowledge or even be even more aware of it yeah and so I think that's where I'm at I think I've got some relationships that you know I definitely need God's strength and mm-hmm. and grace in and just to work through um, and I think through that and as I hang out with you and <laughs> get talk about life and do this um, maybe discover you know, out of those three, you know, what's, what's the center, right? And then maybe which ones kind of complement with those wings. And, um, and then if I'm healthy, what wing do I go to that is maybe not so healthy? I'm um, say unhealthy, which ones of those wings is that? And, you know, vice versa, if it's healthy, which, how, how does that look? You know? So, right. um, again, it's a both and for me. Yeah. There's, there's, there's fear. There's so much emotion, even as, um, you were talking, you know, just uh, me. I'm just, and I'm not doing this to dramatize this, guys. But I meant literally, just holding back over here, um, <laughs> like, couldn't even look at Taylor. Okay, let's <laughs> put it that way. Um, so there's that fear, but then there's also this, like, wow, there's like, and um, it's it just a desire to, like, oh yeah, I I, I do want to get down. To mm-hmm. the heart of things, and yeah. But yeah, it's 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 gonna be a journey.
0: Yep, it is. Mm-hmm. That's good, Ed. I just encourage you to keep on it, and whether that's through this or just another route, whatever it is, it's just. The, the, here's what it boils down to, guys. The reason that we talk about this is not just to fill up an episode, per se. You know, it, it there's importance behind it. We always say, you know, the the three reasons we believe we exist as a podcast um, and even on a broader sense as a church but the vision behind the podcast is to share the gospel with people to um, encourage you encourage ourselves to encourage you know whether that's with stories like I shared or what Ed's sharing or whatever and to connect you guys on a deeper level with us as a church and as a staff and so hopefully you guys feel more connected with us as we talk about our feelings, <laughs> as we talk about the stuff that makes us upset, happy, uh, all of the stuff that goes with that. Hopefully, you feel more connected with us. Um, hopefully, obviously, you feel encouraged by this stuff. You know, like, yeah, I'm a, I'm encouraged to figure out my personality type and how to, how to be a better husband, how to be a better wife, how to be a better son or daughter, whatever, fill in mm-hmm. the blank there, a better employee, you know. Um, and then obviously the important, the most important out of those three is to share the gospel. Mm -hmm. The reason we do this isn't just to improve ourselves, but we believe God sent his son Jesus to die for us, a gruesome death on the cross so that we could have a full unrestricted, unhindered, um, relationship with him, with his son, with the Holy Spirit as the Trinity, as one God. So that we can fully understand God's love for us and his care for us. And, um, and that's why we do this stuff. We, Like I said, we don't do it just to better ourselves. We do it because we want to know who our God is more. Mm-hmm. The God that saved us deserves at the least for us to be the best we can be for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's why we exist. That's why we have these conversations. And we hope you guys enjoy them. Um, we hope you you get stuff from them. We hope your heart is softened and changed by mm-hmm. listening to this stuff, and um, and we look forward to the future and all the all the the other episodes to come with that. Um, sure, the conversations yeah. that we're going to share with you. So, so thank you guys again for for listening into this two part here. Um, I had fun doing it. I know Ed enjoyed himself as well. And um, if you want to send us an email or. I'm about how it encouraged you or something maybe if you have more questions um, feel free to email us at tCC podcast at the and um, shoot us an email let us know how we're doing again you can get vulnerable with this too that's okay just shoot mm-hmm. us a shoot us a question or something we'd be happy to answer it um, and then if you haven't already like us on Facebook and follow us there on our page the call church. And, um, with that too, we have posted on there many times now, but don't forget about our Christmas Eve service guys. It's coming up obviously on the 24th, it's going to be three o'clock and four thirty. 30, that's right. So you'll still be home for, for dinner with your family and presents and all that stuff. So don't worry about that. That's why we have it early. So invite your friends and family. We'd love to see you there. We're going to have a traditional service that's kid friendly. Bring your kids with you in the service and then we'll have a candlelight, um, Candle lighting uh, time together as we sing Silent Night together. So it'll be fun. Yes. Don't miss out on that. All right, guys. That is it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Ciao. Bye bye.